Okay, thank you for listening to Beyond the Court Ministries. My name is Destiny Hughes Santos. If you're busy and you want to learn more of the Word, this is a place where you can grow in the Word of God and get something and apply it practically to your life. So thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. Hey, thank you for tuning back into Beyond the Court Ministries. I've been really enjoying this Bible study and I'm excited to get the episodes back up and running. And if you're following along for the first time, I usually read from the New Living Translation or the NIV Translation. And sometimes I might bounce back between both of them. And so I just wanted to let you know which translations I usually read from. So we're in the book of Luke, we're doing a Bible study, and we are taking our time through the book of Luke. We are in Luke chapter 6, but we can camp out here for however long God may have us camp out in Luke chapter 6. And so one thing, if you're new to this podcast, one thing that we will do is we are going to take our time through the word of God, because that's what this podcast is about, allowing the Holy Spirit to draw everything that we can learn from what he inspired us to learn and grow from and how we can be properly equipped. And so I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying taking our time and I'm really excited to share the message that God put on my heart this morning with the verses that we're going to read. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and pick up Luke chapter six and we're starting in verse 32. So Luke chapter 6 verse 32 says, If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for full return. We're going to pause right there. So the verses we just read was Luke chapter 6 verse 32 through 34 and this is Jesus speaking. And by the way, this is part 2 of love our enemies. If you didn't get a chance to listen to part 1 of love our enemies, I encourage you to go back because I believe that there's so much richness in the verses that Jesus is teaching us right here. You know, Jesus only gave us two commandments altogether, really. He said to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two commandments that Jesus gave. And so right here, we're seeing how we can really fulfill the heart of God with loving our neighbor. And part of loving our neighbor is loving our enemies. And so we're taking our time with this one. And so I encourage you to go back to listen to part one of Love Our Enemies if you didn't get a chance to do that. But okay, so today is Love Our Enemies part two. And the first thing that stood out to me in those first few verses is that Jesus is saying each time he said, if you love those who only love you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. I feel like God is saying that's expected of you. And remember, Jesus is talking to his disciples. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to some of the other episode, there was an episode that we talked about in becoming a disciple. And in this verses here, the number one point for this message 
is Jesus is affirming our identity in this verses as his disciple, as his adopted son and daughter in Christ. And how I relating to this is every time he says, if you do these things, which we talked about last time, loving our enemies, kind act of services, you know, you do it without expecting anything back. That's expected of you as my disciple. So what is this? He's affirming our identity in him. Like I said, in a few episodes ago, we talked about becoming a disciple. And in verse 20, Jesus turned to his disciples and he started to teach them. And we talked about the Beatitudes and everything that he's teaching them from this point. He's speaking directly to his disciples. Yes, he's going to go back and speak to the crowds at some point and some other people who just happen to lay eyes on him and follow him. But specifically, what we're covering right now in Luke chapter 6, the richness of Jesus' teachings, he is specifically talking to his disciples, not people in the crowd, not people who are figuring out if they want to follow him or not. Right now, he's teaching his disciples. And so let that be an encouragement to you. Let this affirm your identity in him, because in his eyes, believers, his disciples are not sinners. That's the biggest thing I kept noticing after each one, he said, even sinners do that. Even sinners do that. Why would you get credit? Even sinners do that. And so he's already affirming our identity that, hey, if you're truly my disciple, you're no longer a sinner. And maybe as a new follower of Christ, or even sometimes God has to give me a fresh revelation of my identity in him. So even if you've been serving God for a long time, it's easy sometimes to identify what what he rescued us from. And even though I'm following him as the disciple, maybe my identity is still, I feel like I'm a slave to sin. And so let this be an encouragement to you that in God's eyes, those who are his disciples, we are no longer sinners. We are no longer sinners. We are, we are made right and we are made holy by the blood of Jesus. And so if you are a believer who is struggling with sin, be encouraged that you can have victory over your sin and you can walk in holiness. You can because of the power of the Holy Spirit, that you do not have to identify with your past, but also the Holy Spirit can help you walk in holiness as you chase after Jesus, as you continue to be a disciple of Jesus. And even God himself, Jesus himself, isn't looking at us and looking at us as sinners. He's saying, no, like you're meant to do these things. Love and don't expect anything. Like, why would you get credit for those who love you back? Even sinners do that. He doesn't see us as sinners anymore. And so that's the first point of this is, man, my identity is confirmed in Christ that I am no longer a sinner. And if you are a believer who is struggling with sin, this is how you can grow and be like, you know what? I want to have victory over the sins that I'm struggling with. Like I am in the family of God. I've chosen to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. And so the things that I'm struggling with, I don't have to struggle with. How can I get victory? Well, this is how you can get victory. First, you just acknowledge it. Just like how we come to Christ in the beginning. Lord, I acknowledge I'm a sinner and I need your saving power and your grace. So you acknowledge that you're struggling in that and that it is a sin against God. Then you just ask for forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for this. True repentance, not okay, God, forgive me, but deep down I'm probably going to keep doing it. No. 
truly ask for forgiveness with tears and weeping, knowing that, man, I serve a good God. And he loves me and I, I want to walk in his ways and I can't have victory over sin. There's so much more and we're about to talk about it. There's so much more. So don't let the little sin that tries to so easily trip us up as believers hinder the great reward that God has for those, for those who endure in their race. And so let this be an encouragement to you. You acknowledge your sin, you ask for forgiveness, and then you turn away from that sin. And you keep chasing God with all your heart. You keep chasing after Jesus because there's a great reward awaiting for you if you continue to run your race. And so let that be an encouragement to you. That was the first point that I noticed. Okay, the second thing I noticed, so not only did Jesus affirm our identity, but the second thing I noticed is, man, he is promising a reward in these verses. So just in verse 32 through 34, he's basically saying, we're going to get a credit. There's a heavenly bank account. He's speaking of credit versus no credit. And so for me, I'm reading this and he's like, if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? As if like, hey, by the way, you will get credit, but you're not going to get credit if you only love those who love you because even sinners do that. So now what is the benefit of being a disciple? Now he's talking about these are the benefits of being a true follower of mine, of being a disciple, is that there's benefits. And when you love those who don't love you, yes, you will get credit for that. When you do good to those who don't do good to you, you will get credit for that. When you do the things that we talked about in that last episode on how we can love our enemies and kind acts of service and and gifts and things like that, there will be credit for that. And so I also believe that not only Jesus is affirming our identity in him through these teachings, but he's also promising there's a great reward waiting for you if you truly listen to what I'm saying. And remember, before he even started talking about loving our enemies, in verse 27 that we talked about in the last episode, he said, but those who are willing to listen. So how do we listen? Listening is being a doer of his word. And I truly believe that he's encouraging us. Hey, as a disciple of mine, number one, let me affirm you in your identity. You're not your past. You're not your failures. You can have victory in your weaknesses. You can have victory in your struggles. You can have victory in your sin. Keep chasing me because I don't see you as that. And not only that, there's a reward waiting for you, for those who continue to pursue me, those who love your enemy. There's a great reward awaiting for you. And so I want to actually read a few verses to support some of the rewards that are waiting for us as believers, as disciples of Christ. And so if you turn to Luke chapter 12, verse 32 through 34, it says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief can come near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's Luke chapter 12, verse 32 through 34. And even right there, this is a promise of God saying, hey, don't be afraid. It's pleasing to our father to give us the kingdom. And when we bless the poor, when we sell our possessions and give to the poor, when we do good and love our enemies, basically, like we're talking about, it's storing up heavenly treasure that would never fail, you know, and where our treasure is, there our hearts will be. 
So as a disciple, going back to what Jesus was talking about, like, why would you get credit for that if they love you back? Why would you get credit if you're only doing good to those who can repay you? Well, he's promising us you're storing up heavenly credit. You're storing up heavenly treasure when you truly listen to what I'm telling you, when you truly can become a doer of my messages that I'm teaching you through my word. There's heavenly treasure waiting for you. And so let that encourage you. Another scripture that I want to encourage you by is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10 through 23. And it says, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now I want to pause right there. What he's talking about is he's talking about building towards the kingdom of God, heavenly treasure. And you can go back and read 1 Corinthians later to get the whole message. But what foundation is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus Christ, the message, the gospel. You know, why do we believe what we believe? Why do we even believe in Jesus, the hope of eternal life? What's to come after within the hope of eternal life? Is that it? Is it only eternal life? No, we're building, we're building towards something more, even in eternity. Jesus not only spoke about things of earth, he spoke about things of heaven the eternal things that we can look forward to as his disciples. And this is one of them. Okay, so let's pick back up in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And verse 12 says, If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. Okay, let's pause. What is he talking about? our works, our good deeds. He's not talking about actual gold, silver, and stone, and wood, hay, and straw. He's talking about eternal treasures, things that we do in the spirit that is going to manifest in the hope of eternal life. And what is he talking about when he said the day will bring it to light? He's talking about judgment day. So there's two judgments. One, when we die, we immediately face judgment. And the first judgment is, do we know Jesus or don't we know Jesus? If we know Jesus and had a relationship with Jesus, we're forgiven of our sins and we can have eternal life. We made it. Hallelujah. Praise God. So really the first step to making it to heaven is to go through Jesus. All right. Now, once we go through Jesus, now there's a second judgment for those who are actually in heaven. Now, this judgment does not send us to hell, but it is a judgment based on our reward. All right. We made it into heaven because of Jesus Christ. Now we're going to be judged with the gifts that he's given us while we were on earth and what we did while we were on earth with those gifts. How did we steward the gifts that God has given us on earth? And basically, we will be judged by that. And this is what he's talking about. So let's keep reading. Okay, let's just pick back up in verse 12. Let's reread verse 12. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burnt up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved even though only as one escaping through the flames. Okay, let's pause. 
So even right there, we see that, hey, if I choose not to do anything for God, for his kingdom with the gifts he's given me, and all I do is believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm making it to heaven. Hallelujah. But I might not have much reward on the other side of that, which is which is some people are content with that is great. You know, at least we made it to heaven. But I just want to encourage those who are his disciples, those who are really listening to what God is saying here. When he's talking about love of your enemies, why would you get credit for that? If you love those who love you back all your life, and if you do good only to those who do good to you all your life, and if you lend to those with expectations that, hey, you know, I'll lend to you, but I am expecting for you to pay me back. If you do that and you believe in Jesus, you're going to make it to heaven. But all that is going to, all your love, all that generosity, all that good works, it's probably going to turn into wood, hay, and stubble or be burnt up all together. Because you didn't truly listen to the treasure that lies in being a true disciple and really valuing the words that Jesus is talking about. And so if you want on that second judgment as a believer, as a disciple, if you want gold and silver and precious stones and actually experience, man, how rich and how much reward we can have in heaven, then let's really pay attention and listen to what God is saying and let that encourage us. That's not our motivation to do these things only to get rewarded from heaven. But man, isn't that encouragement to know that even if I don't experience appreciation on earth, even if I, I'm loving someone, doing good to someone and I feel like it's going nowhere or I've done been generous to someone and they never pay me back or whatever excuses we can come up with on why we're not truly loving our enemies or loving our neighbor, well, let that encourage us. I might not see the fruit of my labor on earth. I might not see the fruit of my love when they don't love me back. I might not see the fruit of being good to those who are mean to me. I might not see the fruit of being generous and I never get paid back here on earth. I might not get the chance to see that fruit, but if I stay faithful because I'm truly listening to Jesus as his disciple, then at least I can be encouraged that there's a heavenly reward waiting for me. So instead of thinking, man, what's in it for me? Because even sinners do that. Basically, he's saying sinners do things with those expectations. What is in it for me? Are they difficult to work with? So I'm just going to cut them off. I'm not going to fool with them. I'm not going to have anything to do with them. Or man, they don't appreciate anything I do for them. Why do I keep pouring my water into them? Why do I keep blessing them? They don't appreciate anything. And you know what? There is wisdom in guarding our hearts. The Bible talks about that in Proverbs. It says to guard your heart above all else. It determines the course of your life. That's a proverb. And there's another proverb that says, basically, don't throw your pearls to the pigs. And so is there wisdom on guarding our hearts, being kind to people, but yet staying guarded or not throwing our pearls to pigs when it's not getting anywhere? Is there wisdom and discretion when I do these things that needs to be involved? Yes, absolutely. So we don't get hurt. And so the enemy doesn't try to use something that came from a genuine prayer place that he doesn't try to manipulate it and make it turn into a hurtful experience. However, there will be persecution because we're talking about loving our enemies, just like we talked about last time. But may this word from Jesus encourage us 
He's saying, I'm affirming you as mine. I don't see you as a sinner. So I'm talking to you as if you're from the kingdom of God because you are. You're a son and you're a daughter of God. And this is what we do. We're going to love people whether they love us back or not. Don't be like a sinner. Don't be like your old self where you're doing things only to get things in return. No. Now, I'm calling you to a higher lifestyle. I'm calling you into a lifestyle of holiness. I'm calling you into a lifestyle to be like me and my father. That's what Jesus is saying. And so, yeah, let's just go back to Luke chapter 6 and let's finish Let's finish up this point. And so the first point was, man, Jesus is affirming our identity. Um, the second point is he's saying there's a heavenly reward for you. So there, I see two encouragements right off the bat. Before Jesus is actually going into more detail of how we can love our enemies, he already started it with two encouragements. So what should we hear? That's not who you are. You're not a sinner. You're my daughter. You're my son. You're an heir of Christ. And so when you lend to those who can't repay you, that you will get credited for that. There's a reward for you for that. And so how can we train our ears to hear the encouragement that Jesus is giving to his disciples? Okay, and so what's the very last point, point number three, that I want to cover today? Well, let's pick back up in verse 35. So we're back in Luke chapter 6, verse 35. Verse 35 says, this is Jesus talking. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Okay, let's pause right there. So he said, love, do good, and lend. Love, do good, and lend. Keep doing that thing without expecting to be repaid. Okay, let's pick back up in verse 35. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. But basically he said, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you will truly be acting as children of the most high. You will truly be acting as children of the most high. There's that affirmation of our identity again. Not only that encouragement that there's a reward waiting for you, but also affirming us, you're children of God. This is expected from the children of God. And so what can we get from that last point is basically it's just summing it all up. I'm going to love my enemies. I'm going to love freely without expecting anything back. I'm going to do good. I'm going to do kind acts of services to those who may not appreciate it. Those who may not say thank you, those who may not respond kindly back to me or may continue to treat me the wrong way. I'm still going to do good and I'm going to lend. Jesus said and lend. I'm going to generously bless people. I'm going to give them more than what they're asking. And I hear Jesus encouraging us that, hey, when you do this, now you're really my disciple because my God, our father, the God we serve, he blesses those who are wicked and ungrateful, too. He started with us. <laughs> we were wicked and ungrateful. And he's re- he rescued us. And now that we experience that love and that forgiveness, and now that we've become children of his, he's saying, hey, this is in our DNA. This is how we act. This is what we do. And be encouraged 
that you're not alone and there's a great reward waiting for you. I hope this message was an encouragement to you, and let's just end in prayer. So, Lord, we just thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for taking your time to teach your disciples, those who truly have a heart for you, those who truly hunger for you, those who desire to sit at your feet, to learn, and to not just learn and hear from you, but to actually become like you to truly be your disciple and fulfill all that you desire us to fulfill and so lord we thank you that you took the time in your word to teach your disciples and that is still teaching us that we get the benefit of learning as if you're in the room with us today and lord so we just thank you for that and lord i pray for first i pray for every disciple out there those who are saying yes god i'm hungry for you yes lord i'm sitting at your feet i want to be a doer of your word god i just pray that this message will encourage them lord that they will be affirmed in their identity those who have struggled to identify as a a true son or a true daughter of christ those who are still struggling to identify that they're holy that their sins have been forgiven lord i just pray that this will encourage them lord um that they will be affirmed that they are not a sinner they are not a sinner that they have victory over sin and even when they stumble even when we mess up that you are great and awesome to forgive and that you're cheering us on saying get back up my daughter get back up my son keep coming my my grace is sufficient for you keep running i will show you a way out on the next one you know and so god i just pray that they will feel encouraged to keep running their race that they won't stay in that sin but realize that you have given them weapons to fight that you have given them a way out and that they will just repent ask for forgiveness and keep running their race and so lord i pray that people will be affirmed disciples of yours will be affirmed in their identity and that freedom will come through this encouragement to them and lord i also pray for your disciples who feel like that nothing they do matters lord i pray that those who don't feel appreciated that they're they've been faithful They've been God honoring. They're loving people. Lord, I pray that you encourage them. That even if no one else sees them, even if no one else acknowledges them, even if no one else says thank you, even if people are still mean, Lord, I pray that you encourage them, that there is a great reward waiting for them, that they will be encouraged by this message to keep doing good, keep being generous, keep loving those who are hard to love, because there is a great reward awaiting for you. And not only that, when we do that, we're truly embracing your Holy Spirit, because only the Holy Spirit spirit can produce these fruits in our lives and so god i I pray that disciples will be strengthened with this message and i also pray lord for those who are still in the crowd those who aren't sitting at your feet but they see you from afar and lord i pray that this message will just remind them how much you love them and how you're calling them into the family lord i pray that they will move from the crowd to your disciple And so, Lord, we we love you and we thank you. And I ask this, Father, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. And you know what? If that's you, if something I said resonated with you today, and you're like, you know what? I think I'm in the crowd. 
I think I'm not a true disciple. And you're like, I want to be a disciple of Christ. I want to surrender my life. I don't want to just believe that Jesus is the son of God, but I want to make him Lord in my life. I want to submit my life to him. I want to follow his commands. I want to listen to his voice. And if that's you and you're ready to move from the crowd and become a disciple of Jesus, all it takes is a simple heart of vulnerability and humility. You just be honest to God. You just humble yourself before God. Tell him how much you realize you've messed up. Tell him how much you realize you're a sinner. Ask him to forgive you to come into your life and help you and to strengthen you on this journey. And so if you need a little help in that prayer, I'll be glad to lead you into a prayer, but you make it your own words. So if that's you, you just repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for choosing me. And God, I'm responding. Lord, I say yes. I want to move from the crowd to become a disciple. So, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for going back to them. And, Lord, give me the strength to overcome my sins. I give them to you. I repent from them. I ask for forgiveness. And so, Lord, I pray you would take it all, that you would take my sins, that you would take my guilt, that you would take my shame. And that you would take my bondage. I give it to you willingly. And God, I willingly submit to you. I willingly submit to your leadership. To your authority. To your ways. And to your teachings. Holy Spirit, open my ears. That I might hear my shepherd's voice. And open my heart. That I may have the strength to obey. And Holy Spirit, I ask from this day forward, you will walk with me, teach me, and help me become a true listener and a true disciple of Jesus, that I won't only be fed, but that I will begin to freely give what Jesus has given me. And I ask his Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And hey, if that's you, Congratulations. That's all it takes. That's all it takes is just a surrendered prayer, a surrendered heart, and a heart of humility. The Bible says that our God will never turn away a broken and a contrite heart. Welcome to the family. And now I encourage you, I encourage everyone, get connected to a local church if you are not already connected. And if you are going to church, get more plugged in. Find out what ministries they offer. Start volunteering and serving with your church. Maybe even get connected into a small group, a life group. But get plugged in. Don't do this walk alone. You're going to need people around you to help you stay strong. I hope this was a blessing to you and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Court Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed the message today, please subscribe and share with others as I will continue to upload messages. Also, if you would like a daily devotional, shoot me an email at beyondthecourtministries at gmail.com. Thanks and have a blessed day.